morning, church. We here another Sunday, and welcome to another Sunday. And by God's grace, we can, you know, gather around God's word. Even though we scattered, what a blessing it is that we can still, because of technology, we can still be blessed to hear what your word has to say to us. So please um, turn with me to. 1 John. I'm going to be reading from John's first letter, 1 John chapter 5. Please follow. 1 John chapter 5 verse 1. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can again gather around your word as I come to preach from my lounge to the congregation's lounge. I pray, Father, that we can hear your word and be blessed by it. I pray that you would be merciful to me, that you would help me to be clear and understood as I preach from John's letter, Overcoming the World. I pray that you would give me wisdom and help us to hear your message, Father. Help us to be faithful hearers of your word, not just mere doers and therefore delude ourselves. But thank you, Father. Thank you for the, the sacred scriptures. And I pray for every other pastor out there, that he would continue to, to be encouraged by the scriptures, that he would continue to preach faithfully and allow you, Holy Spirit, to do your work through him and into the lives of the congregation, in the lives of the church, the scattered church at this present moment. So Father, thank you now for this morning. Help me and help us all to remain faithful and strong and encouraged by your word. There is our hope in the instruction of the scriptures. They are our hope. Pray, Master all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Like I said in my prayer, I would like, a, like us to look at overcoming the world. And, and my, my concern is, is, what was our life like at overcoming the world before the coronavirus pandemic? And now, what is it like overcoming the world that we've been hit by this pandemic? What is your life like and what is my life like in overcoming the world as a Christian. Can we overcome the world as a Christian? Are you and I overcoming the world as a Christian God's way? Or are we using our own methods and our own wisdom? The word overcome means to succeed in dealing with a problem or difficulty and for the christian 
Yes, it's dealing with a problem and a difficulty, but we want to deal with the problem and the difficulty so that we may not fall into temptation and sin. We want to remain steadfast, we want to remain faithful, and we want to be faithful to God and His Word as we go through this pandemic, as we go through trials, because trials will come. Trials bring suffering. And it, and it will show our weaknesses. It, it will bring the worst out of us. It will bring weak faith. It will bring a sharp tongue. It will bring worry. It will bring a bitter spirit. It will bring impatience. It will bring discouragement. But will we overcome the world? Will we overcome our trials, our feelings, our emotions, God's way? And if we look at the book of Revelation, it has a lot to say about being an overcomer. He overcomes, Jesus will grant to him, to sit down with him on his throne, as he also overcame and sat down with his father on his throne. What, a, what an encouragement to know that, that we who overcome will sit down with Jesus. Now, that's for the Christian. And, and yes, the unbeliever can overcome things in this world. Let's not take that away. They can overcome things in their life by maybe power of positive thinking, maybe seeking professional help, or, or maybe just gritting their teeth and holding like we call fuss bait during this time. But the sad thing, as the unbeliever overcomes the world, they will never be allowed to sit down with Jesus on his throne. Unless they repent. But for the Christian who overcomes, we have God's grace, we have God's power, we, we overcome the, the damning power of the evil world system, we can now trust Jesus, we can trust his wisdom, we can trust his knowledge, and this is all found in scripture to help us overcome the world. And what a great reward to know that he will grant to us to sit down next to him on the throne and and and, and in another in the, in the same letter that we read about john there's there's some other verses that helps us to understand overcoming the world and it's important for us to understand overcoming the world god's way he writes in chapter 2 verse 13 i'm writing to you young men because you have overcome the evil one verse 14 he writes, I write to you, young men, because the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. You see, if we are in Christ Jesus, we, we have overcome the evil one. And if we allow God's word to strengthen us and to be in us, then he will help us to overcome the world. Because the evil one rules and he wants to destroy us. And that is why my prayer and my heart's desire during this lockdown is to just share with you scripture, share with you sound messages, sound teaching, but specifically scripture so that you can become more and more saturated with scripture, with the sacred scriptures. The scriptures warns us. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 
For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. The world is passing away and all its lusts, but the one who does the will of God lives forever. And that's what we want. We want to overcome the world God's way so that we may live forever with our Heavenly Father one day in the new heavens and new earth. So it's important for us to know this. It's important for us to know that we can overcome the world God's way. That we can do this knowing there's a reward, there is eternal life. Because our eternal life depends on trusting God and His Word as we overcome the world. I think of a, of a rowing boat. Um, when you row a boat, you need what is called a rowlock. Now, a rowlock is much bigger than this, but it's, it's kind of like this. It's a, it's a hoop with a piece of metal running down. So think of this bigger. And the oar will fit through the rowlock. And then you're able to row because the rowlock is attached to the boat and it allows you to row. Take away the rowlock and when there's a resistance, try row. You're always going to slip and you, you won't row. You will just stand and stay in one spot or you'll just go around in circles. Now think of that in the context of God and His Word. If you are not attached to God and His Word, your life will just go around in circles. It will be like a dog chasing his tail. So it's important that we hear that to overcome the world God's way, we need to know these two truths. And here are two truths that can help us overcome the world God's way. And hopefully these two truths that we're going to look at from 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 to 5, these great two truths, I pray that we will allow them to help us to overcome the world God's way. And the first truth to help us to overcome the world's God's way is found in verse 1 and 5 of chapter of, of 1 John chapter 5. And it is, we have to know God. So here's our first truth found in verses 1 and 5 of 1 John chapter 5. Let's read those two verses. Verse 1, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Verse 5, who is that who overcomes the world? Well, except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So, let's be honest. These verses are telling us that we need to know God. We need to believe. We need to know God. To overcome the world, we need to know God and to know the true living God. And to know the true living God is to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Christ. He is the Messiah. Now, there's lots of people out there who, who know of a God, a pagan God. There's a lot of people out there, they, they say they know the God of the Bible. But, but do they really know? Do we really know the true living God of Scripture? The God who created the universe and all that is in it. You know, when I speak to someone, like a non-Christian, an unbeliever, 
and we talk about the Bible, and he will say, well, how can you believe the Bible? How can you believe that book? Then I ask him, well, have you read the Bible? He says, no. So then I want to know, then how can you crit this Bible? How can you say those things about the Bible if you haven't read it? And that's, that's what's happening in this world. There's a lot of people that speak negatively about the Scriptures and God's Word, and they've never read it. It's not fair for me to crit a, a movie if I haven't seen it. How can I say, don't watch that movie, if I haven't seen it myself? That's unfair. So I challenge every unbeliever out there, read God's Word and see for yourself what it says about the true living God. Instead of using other people's ideas and what other people have said, I challenge unbelievers and I challenge Christians as well to take up your Bible and read it. And, and let's stop having a, a God which is the figment of our imagination. So, so we as Christians, we can go to the Bible and we can, we can read the scriptures and we can know that there is the creator God and he's worthy to be praised, to receive glory and honor and power for he created all things and because of his will, they existed and were created and he's worthy to be praised because he has given us a gift. God's creation, His creation. So the true living God has revealed Himself in Scripture. He's made Himself known to us in the sacred Scriptures. He has disclosed Himself. He has disclosed the plan of redemption. He tells us of the incarnation, the cross, the resurrection, and the ascension. Things that cannot be known outside the Bible. Here's a question. How does a person that that studies marine life how do they get to know the marine life if they don't go into the ocean they can't so how do we know god we have to be in the bible get to know him and and get to 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 allow him to help us in our distresses but but to know the true living god we have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That it's through him. He said to Thomas. I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father. Except through me. So to know the true living God. is You need to believe Jesus is the Christ. The Son of God. Just like it said in verse 1. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ. Is born of God. Amen. And that's what we need to know. But. When we do share John 14 verse 6, let's, 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 let's share it with, with truth and love. Let's, be, let's, let's have a tender heart. Because people out there will think we're arrogant. Will think, who are you to say that Jesus is the way? That, that, that it's through Jesus alone that we get to know the true living God. So we need to, we need to be sensitive. We need to not compromise the Bible but we need to tell them the truth in love. And if they don't want to believe us, if they don't want to hear us, that's fine. We've sown the seed or we've watered the seed. Go away and let's pray that God will grow that seed and bring it to fruition one day. We don't save people. We are just here to be messengers, holy instruments in the Redeemer's hand, taking Christ's words and his works and making it known. So the Holy Spirit can do his work by testifying about Christ and convict people of their sin of righteousness and 
judgment. So let's remember our calling. And, and let's remember that, that it is through Jesus that we get to know the true living God, our Father. And, and, and Jesus was delivered over. God, God is the one that sent him to the cross, to die on the cross. He was delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God. And God raised him up again, putting an end to agony of death, since it was impossible for Jesus to behold in its power. Why? Because God made this Jesus, both Lord and Christ, to die for our sins once and for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, so that he might bring us to God our Father. Jesus died as our substitute, not only to redeem us and to forgive us for our sins, but to bring us to our Father, to reconcile us to our Father, to know him as Abba Father, to cry out to him as Abba Father in our distresses, so that he can help us to overcome the world. That amazing we can turn to the creator God who, who controls the good things and the bad things. He's sovereign over the good things and the bad things. And we can go to him to help us. But there lies the challenge. If we want to overcome the world, our struggles and our heartbreaks and our severe trials, well, we have to have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the challenge. We have to believe that he is the son of God. And that is to be born again. That is to be known by God. Revelation 10.9 says this. It's a, it's a beautiful verse to, to share with, with people who are searching. Revelation 10.9 Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be Saved. And everyone who is born of God, just like verse 4 of 1 John chapter 5 says, if for everyone who is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And who's our faith in? What's well, in the author and perfect of our faith? The Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I've been encouraging us to fix our eyes on him. So we can have this hope and we can and we can be encouraged and we can allow him to guide us through this lockdown, through our trials, through our sufferings, to overcome the world, the things of the world, the world's philosophies, the dark things of the world. And he's the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him has endured the cross, despising the shame, as is seated at the right hand of the throne of God, consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary and faint-hearted, so that we may look to him to overcome the world. And like I said, yes, believers can overcome the world. They can overcome their difficulties in the flesh, as they live in this world. But when the Lord Jesus Christ comes for his children. They will never be able to overcome the world in the end times. But only if they repent. Like I had to do many years back. I had to repent. When God saved me. When, he, when the Holy Spirit put it in me to cry out in repentance. And put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I know when Jesus returns, I can overcome the world because I am in him. 
So it's only those who are clothed in Christ's righteousness will be able to dwell in the new heavens and new earth in which righteousness dwells. So to dwell in the new heavens and new earth, we have to overcome the world in Christ's righteousness, not our own. And the true living God will help us overcome the world. He will provide if we are willing to trust him for help. Now I think of a, of a great king. I think of King David. This man who had to trust God a lot of times to overcome the world. To overcome his own circumstances. To overcome trials and difficulties. Saul wanted him dead. His own son Absalom wanted him dead. So did the Philistines from time to time want him dead. And there was a time, you can read about it in 1 Samuel chapter 30 verses 1 to 19. There was a time when David wanted to help the Philistines fight Saul. But the, the Philistine lords did not want him. They did not trust him. That's the man that didn't kill a thousand. It kills tens of thousands. And they did not trust him. So they sent, sent him back with his men back to Ziglag. And when David arrives back in Ziglag, what happens? Well, he sees there the camp is burnt and destroyed. The Amalekites, they, they came there and they destroyed the camp. They took the children and the women captive. But what does David do? Well, David cries out to the Lord for help. And then suddenly his men, his 600 men, want to destroy him. They want to stone him. But he knows God. You see, he's, he has a relationship with God. He doesn't have a complete revelation, a fuller revelation like we have. God was progressively revealing himself in the Old Testament until it is now complete in Christ. It's fulfilled in Christ. But he had a relationship with God. Do you have a relationship with God? Do we know this God like David knew his God? Because, what he, because he knew his God, he cried out in his distress. He cried out to God and he strengthened himself. He strengthened his heart, his inner man, in the Lord his God. And he inquired of God. And God told him what to do. And he took his 600 men who suddenly were with him. Because God was the one that turns their hearts to love and to do good things. And they went off and they got their wives and children and livestock back. No one was injured. No one was killed. Again, we see God's, God's providence, God's protective providence. And we can do the same. That doesn't mean every time we cry to God, he's going to deliver us. But at least we can go to God. David had no idea if God was going to deliver him. But he, he did the right thing. He, he knew God and he knew what to do. Because knowing God, he goes to God. And that's what we can do. And then we have to wait patiently. To wait on God. Now there's another psalmist who cried out to the Lord. And he said, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the strength of my salvation. My stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And I'm saved from my enemies. Saved from my distresses. See, God saved the psalmist from his enemies. Because he, he knew God. He knows God. And he too trusts his life and his struggles and everything. He hands them over to God. And he trusts God with them. He doesn't know the outcome. We know the outcome and it's encouraging to know the outcome. Because that encourages us to do the same. In spite of the 
What's going to happen? So will we, will we look at this first truth to overcome the world? That we need to know God. And if we know God, we need to turn to Him. And we need to trust Him. We need to trust Him like the psalmist did, like David did, like all the other great men of the Bible. They trusted God. I think of Paul. How he trusted God. But look at the outcome. He was martyred. I look at Peter. He knew God. He trusted God. Look at his life. He was martyred. So it doesn't mean God is always going to come through for us. But the most beautiful thing is God is always with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. What can man do to us? Nothing. Beware of the man that can, that can kill both the body and the soul. And that is God. Man can only kill the body. That is why we go to God. We know him and we trust our lives with him. Now our second truth to help us to overcome the world is found in verses 2 and 3 of 1 John chapter 5. And that is we need to obey God's word. We need to know God. Now we don't sit back and do nothing and say, oh God, now I know you. I'm going to let you do everything. No, it's not let go and let God. No, we are now responsible to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. We are responsible to take up the scriptures and follow Christ and be obedient to his word. So the second truth to help us to overcome the world, as I said, it's found in verses 2 and 3 of 1 John chapter 5. We need to obey God's word. Look with me as I read verse 2 and 3 again. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. Verse 3, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments, commandments are not burdensome. God is not a God of killjoy. God doesn't just wake up in the morning and say, Haha, now I'm going to tick the world off and I'm going to throw a virus down and tick them off and create burden. God is not a God. Remember, we also live in a fallen world and it's life. Earthquakes come. Floods come. Diseases come. Because we live in a fallen world. And yes, God is sovereign. He allows it to come in. He allows the good and the bad to come in. He allows suffering to come in. To help grow us as Christians. To conform us and transform us more and more into Christ-likeness. And that is such a blessing. But to overcome this world, we need to obey God's word. We need to be in the scriptures. So that our trials do not become a burden. And God's word becomes a joy. And we can rejoice as we go through this. And we're without excuse. Because here before me are the sacred scriptures. It's the Bible. We have God's word. And it's the great tool. It's a great book to help us to overcome the world. But somehow we neglect it. We neglect God's word. We think we can be wise in our own eyes and strong in our own ideas to overcome this world. I think what we are doing today, we are living in a time when we, we kind of seem to be discontent with God's word. This beautiful, precious book that was given to us, the sacred scriptures, was given to us by God, the Holy Spirit, to be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. It was, it was given to us by the Holy Spirit. Listen as I read 2 Peter. 2 Peter 1, 
20. Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone, someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And Scripture is inspired by God. All Scripture is God-breathed, is inspired by God, and is profitable for teaching, for rebuke, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. It's, 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 it's a living and active to help us overcome this world. But are we, are we in the Scriptures? When, when God saved us, he, we know that He poured out His love into our hearts through the work of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives in us as well to help us. So when we open up the Scriptures, we should pray, Lord, help me, Holy Spirit, illuminate the Scriptures, teach me your truths. Turn my eyes away from looking at vanity and revive me in your word. Teach me your truth to unite my heart to fear your name. And we should come to the scriptures and we should, and we should allow them to, to, to instruct us, to, to, to be obedient, to, to overcome this world God's way. But are we? Are we? No, because it looks like we, we struggle a lot with obedience. And I'm talking both to the Christian and the non-Christian. We, we all struggle with obedience. Think of how's your obedience been in lockdown. Think about it. How obedient have you been to, to the government's rules and regulations? God's put government there for a reason. And we obey government because God puts government there. And the president is his servant in his hands to keep the world safe. To, to, to punish the evildoer and the wicked. So, so how obedient have we been in lockdown? Why do we struggle with obedience? Well, as a non-Christian, I can understand. Uh, they, 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 they're still a sinner. And like we're all still a sinner. But I'm a sinner saved by God's grace. They're, they're a sinner. They're, they're in complete rebellion. Not only to God, but also to authorities. And, and, and who is God and who is man to tell me what to do? Who, who are they to boss me around? And I'm the captain of my life. What do I want? Why do I want to be influenced by such people? Why, why do I need someone to tell me what to do and how to live my life? That's, that's the unbeliever. That was me once before God saved me. And as the Christian say by God's grace, yes, we still a sinner say by God's grace. But can we can we live like the, the, the non-Christian? Christian, can we live still in rebellion and do as we please? No, we can't. Because 1 Corinthians chapter 6 reminds me. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You're not your own, for you were bought with a price. Glorify God in your body. If you're a Christian, you're not your own. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. And you're not your own. And, and, and because we saved, we know that that. We owe God everything, and we, we owe God obedience. We owe God humility in one sense. We should walk obediently and humbly through this lockdown, overcoming the lockdown, overcoming the world. Because our old self was crucified with Christ. So that Jesus, 
might deal with our sin. That our sin might be done away with. That we no longer a slave to sin. So for us to now overcome the world, we need to submit to God and his word. We need to submit to the sacred scriptures. We need to go to God. We need to obey it faithfully. And this is not easy. Because we're still tainted with sin. We're still fallen creatures. We're still sinners saved by the grace of God. And, and, and God is going to test us. And Satan's going to tempt us. Someone said, we are called not to waste our sorrows, but grow through them into grace and glory. And, and with, with testing and temptations, suffering comes, trials will come. But what are we doing with our sorrows? Like I said, are we using our sorrows to grow us in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ? So how can we overcome the world through obedience? How can we become more obedient to God's word? Well, we must find the time. We need to take the time to go to scripture. Find time in the morning, find time during the day, or find some time in the evening. So that you can, you can go to scripture. And here's a great, great scripture that helps us. The Psalm 1. Yeah, we see the psalmist. Uh, he goes to scripture to help him overcome the world. And help him overcome things. He loves God and he loves God's word. He delights in it. He meditates on it day and night. And because he's careful to do it, obey it, and all that is written in the book, because he's in the book, he knows what to do. Well, he's like a tree planted firmly by streams of water, which yielded its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And whatever he does, he prospers. And Christ fulfilled that psalm. And we saw this in Christ Jesus. We saw in Jesus how he walked obediently and humbly with his father how he knew scripture and how he prayed to god to overcome the world overcome his temptations he was tempted in all things yet without sin because he knew god and he knew the bible the scriptures and yes he was the son of god he was truly man and truly god but he needed to know god and the scriptures to help him and this is how the psalmist was able to overcome the world and he struggles because he read God's word and he obeyed it. And so did Jesus read God's word. In the wilderness, he uses scripture. He uses the book of Deuteronomy as it is written, as it is written, as it is written to defend off Satan, to push him away, to fight temptation. So are we, are we in God's word? Will we go to God's word and, and allow it to be, to be in our hearts and our minds so that we may not sin against God? Now, as your pastor, I need you to know this. I need to let us I need to let us know this. Just because we obey God's word. And this is important. People think if they if they do this, 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 God is going to come through for them. So just because we obey God's word doesn't mean that God's going to help us like we want him to help us. Doesn't mean he's going to help us straight away. Yes, we're praying for God to take away this virus. We're praying for God to curb the virus. We're praying for God to, to help the scientists to, to find a vaccine or some treatment. But again, it's in God's time. And there's nothing wrong with praying that. But it doesn't mean he's going to help us straight away. It will be in his time. And he wants us to continue to, to love him. 
He's not controlled. He's not a God of performance, like I said once before. He, he's not controlled by our performances. We can't say, if I do this, 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 then God's going to come through for me. I'm reading a book, and, and it talks about all about suffering, but also talks about the God of my plans. I pray for, for God to do what, what I have planned. And I want God to do everything according to my plans. And so we pray to this God that we've created in our mind to do everything that I want Him to do, that I want Him to do to, for my plans to come through. That is not God of, that is not the true living God. But it's important for us to trust God and obey God, that we be like Job and just trust God no matter what comes our way. We thank Him for the good and the bad. We say, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh, blessed be the name of the Lord. We, we don't try to control God through our praise. He's not a God of performance. We need to go to the Scriptures and trust Him. So if we struggle with this, we can also turn to our brothers and sisters in Christ. We can turn to our brothers and sisters for encouragement, for comfort. They're there to help us. They're there to to yoke with us and to share our burdens. So we can go to Christians. What a privilege it is to, to WhatsApp someone and say, Listen, yeah, John, I need prayer. I'm struggling with this. I'm becoming impatient with this lockdown. Please pray for patience. But are we doing this? Are we overcoming the world God's way? Is it going to be easy? No, it's not easy to obey God's word. But we have His grace. We have His word. We have we have the Holy Spirit to teach us the scriptures. We have each other. We have a pastor. We have the help to help us. But as God's children, we need to know we are commanded to love God our Father and love man. And we need to know that we need to obey His word so we can walk in the, in the love of God and in the same manner as Jesus walked. So this second truth that we've heard to overcome the world, that we need to obey God's word, Will we be in the scriptures to obey God's word to overcome the world? We can, by God's grace. His grace is sufficient for us to overcome the world. We're not looking for perfectionism. We're going to limp through this. We're going to crawl through this. We're going to walk through this. Some people will jog through this, this lockdown. But we need to know that to overcome the world, we need to do it God's way. So these two truths that we've looked at, from 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 to 5, to help us to overcome the world, we must know God, and then we must obey God's word. Will we allow these two truths to help us overcome the world? John 16.33 says this, I have said, I have said these things to you, this is Jesus, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. You will have sufferings. But take heart, brothers and sisters in Christ. Take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus' triumph on the cross and in his triumph over the world, which all occurred on the cross, where his resurrection was shown, where his ascension was shown, will we look to the cross? Will we look to Jesus, where God's grace was poured out to us, where God's grace was given to us by Christ Jesus to help us overcome the world. Will we look to Him and will we continue 
to look to him for help. We can. We can. Because the one who puts their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ will overcome the world. And will be granted to that person by Jesus to sit with him on his throne. As he conquered and sat down with his father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to us. Will we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts, to cause us, to stir us up, to trust Jesus, His Word, His grace, to overcome the world. And that's why there's a beautiful hymn, O Christ, on Christ, the solid rock, I stand. And that's I stand on God's Word, to overcome the world. On Christ, I stand. On solid rock, I stand. To overcome the world. Why? Because all other ground is sinking sand. So will we come to Christ? Will we keep our eyes fixed on him? To overcome the world his way. Let's pray. Father we want to thank you for the scriptures. We want to thank you that we can look to you for, for wisdom and strength. And forgive us Father. As we live in this world we we're not always looking to you to help us to overcome the world. We always kind of use a little bit of you and then more of ourselves and, and our things. So help us, Father. Help us to take our eyes off the, off the earthly things and fix them on the heavenly things so that we can learn to, to trust you because we know you and we have your word to help us overcome the world. So give us, give us the wisdom to find time to, to get to know you in the scriptures so that we can overcome you and what's going on. So, Father, please help me, help the congregation to keep their eyes fixed on Jesus through this time so that they know that, that, that on Christ they are standing on solid rock. And they stand on solid rock. That means they can overcome the world. Give us wisdom. Give us patience. Comfort us and help us. Please, Father, give us the wisdom that we need to overcome the world, to overcome our trials, our sufferings, and our sorrows. I thank you we can look to Jesus. Thank you that he is our Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father. Pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. And I close with Jude, a lovely benediction. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord.